Welcome everybody. Welcome to the Life Opinion podcast. This week we're going to talk about about uh, music and other stuff and streaming and we have a special guest today. So, introduce yourself. Oh, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm John. <laughs> Welcome <do> John. <laughs> John is a musician on Twitch. Uh, we know each other through Twitch. Uh, we rated them a couple of times. I think Yara and him know each other for a bit longer. But uh, yeah, so uh, good friends, you know, Twitch buddies. Twitch boys. <laughs> Twitch so, buddies. I, I, know, I know Yara, but uh, I know Yara from a bad, dark place. But well, he was he was the one little bit of sunshine in the darkness. <laughs> oh shit. And that's probably why he's got Christmas lights on his head, you know? Just yeah, to yeah, represent yeah. that physically, you know? Yeah, the sunshine. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, I, we know each other from a uh, yeah, from something where we're not gonna talk about because it's a dark oh, year. That would have been so fun though if we talked about that, Yara. You know it would be so fun. Yeah, but is it like legal to do it? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can. If you're not lying, and if you say allegedly after every sentence, so. Allegedly. That's very true. We can talk, but we cannot say their names because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty interested. I, I don't know what happened there. So I'm willing to listen to that story, you know? <laughs> See, you're right. As long as you say it, right? David killed a man allegedly it's fine <laughs> right let you go allegedly. you go yara stole a lollipop from the news agents allegedly it's fine <laughs> oh, god. oh my god i never used that word what word allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. that's probably why you get in trouble mate <laughs> <laughs> you use it my that's god. that's true but i've been never in trouble no no that's that's a lie I've been more in trouble. Yeah, have you ever been in contact with the police? No, no, no not not like that. Joel, well, are you? you not, I've, you I've been? been in the back of a police van before, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Why was yeah. that? It was, was alright. Like, it, was, it was a little bit scary, because I didn't know what was going on. But uh, they, they found no evidence to charge us with, so they had to let us go, so it was fine. <laughs> Wait, but... <laughs> what? Why? Why did they? Why did they, why did they arrest you? Oh, skateboarding! <laughs> oh, you, you Isn't did that exciting? You did skateboarding. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I did skateboarding to a, to a fairly decent level for quite some time. Uh, I was, I was doing. We'd, we'd moved. We'd gone to the back of a pub and we'd moved a table out of the pub's yard over the wall because it was like a, a, a ledge with a wall, and you could jump over the top. And we moved the table and put it on, and we were, like, doing nose slides and K-grinds down it. And we didn't realise the pub owners were upstairs in the pub because they lived in the top, watching us grind down their table uh, (laughs) (laughs) on on the seafront. And uh, all of a sudden, a police van rolls up, and they're like, right, you, get here. (laughs) Just grabbed us, chucked us in the back of the van, and we're like, whoa, (laughs) what's going on? Like, the owners have reported that there's people vandalising their property. And we're like, no, we're just skateboarding, and they checked, and everything was fine. We hadn't damaged it, so we got away. Oh, you're lucky. (laughs) Lucky. I could have been in jail for life, you know? (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Maybe for 20 years, but not for life. <laughs> well, have you have you not been to jail? We have not been. 
I'm not mean, even in the back of a police van. No, no, <laughs> no. Not I'm, even kind, in I'm kind of underage, so uh, I, I think <laughs> it's just for the better. You're underage for skateboarding. No, for <laughs> no, for, <laughs> no, not, not, not really. <laughs> I haven't been in jail. That's that's uh, what I mean. Oh, that's all right. That's good. It's a good thing. I haven't either. That's very good. That's very good. Oh shit! I mean, but uh, in a jail, I just haven't been to jail. I, I wasn't there to go in the jail. Oh, why? Why were you yeah. in the jail? Because <laughs> it's interesting to look around jails, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it hey, what's over here? <laughs> well, yeah, we've got one of the biggest jails in the country, just uh, not too far from where I live. It's about a forty-five minute to an hour's drive, so it's quite fascinating. Oh shit! Um, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, what we're going to talk about today is about Mr. John Page. We're going to talk about why he started music. And yeah, that's that's the kind of thing. John, John, when did you start when did you start like finding out that you can sing? <laughs> I still I still don't know if I feel like I found that out yet, mate. <laughs> like it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a very ongoing thing all the time because I think I don't know like I never like to rape myself because I feel like that comes across as arrogant. Yeah, and okay, I get it. Not, not in a sense of, ooh, look, I don't rape myself because I will look arrogant, but I actually am arrogant. <laughs> but as in, <laughs> like, like inside, like in my head, I, I just don't. Like, I, I don't rape myself. And there's so many people who I know in real life and stuff who have achieved more and I would say are vocally stronger, like... Uh, more talent on guitar. I think I have a maybe a, an overly negative view on what I do. I feel like I feel like I hide it. Like I wouldn't go go. Oh my god, I hate me. I'm so sure. <laughs> but I something like I'd say that's the kind of approach to things I have. So I'd always be very much like I'm not good at this and beat myself up about it, rather than I can do this. I'm great. Uh, yeah, okay. But I have to I have to try and get my mind to encourage myself because. Like, there's a lot of artists that I like, for example, do you know John Bellion? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so he's got, to me, uh, fake humble is, a, is, is arrogance. He's got a lyric in the thingy, like, faking that you're humble, like, oh, my God, no, like, <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't rape myself. I, I'm rubbish. <laughs> and so it's like, it's odd. It feels like there's a fine line either way because I've also watched interviews which have really put me off Ed Sheeran as a person because he'll go oh, well, I did this, and I'm, it's great, and I'm brilliant, and oh, yeah, and I just knew that I was this and this and this, and I wrote this, and I'm giving it to this person because I'm just... Uh, and it sounds really arrogant to us. And it's like, I feel like there's a fine line, maybe, and maybe it's just how I look at it, between being arrogant and being confident. Yeah. And I don't know... I've never worked out where you draw that line, and I think as somebody who's very much likes to underrate themselves... Or doesn't like to, but doesn't like does kind of shit on themselves, um, and, and feel like you need to do better because everybody else around you is better. I feel like it's hard to then, when you see somebody who's good and confident in it, not think you're a prick. Like that's <laughs> that's kind of that's how yeah. I feel about things. So when you've got people. The thing that I love the most is when you see somebody who's unreal, and they look like they don't want to be on stage. They look like the crap in the pants. They look like they think they're awful. And you're sat and you're like, bloody hell, this is unreal. I feel like that makes it ten times better 
in the person who can hit every note that Whitney Houston could and struts around on stage. <laughs> I'm like, get, get away. Who do you think you are? Leave us alone. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel. You know, it, I don't it, like those. You know, it, I, I've been thinking about stuff like this. You know, it's pretty interesting because how hard you try to be, you know, this, this nice person to everyone. I always, I always am nice to as many people as I can, but I, I've, I've learned that I should think more about myself. Uh, but if you look at it, there's always someone out there, you know, someone you may not, you may not know, but he knows you. They will think you're an asshole. There's always someone that will think you're an asshole. You know, you can't help that, you know? Yeah, no, everybody's gonna, like you can say one word or one sentence, somebody takes it a certain way based on how they perceive life and they'll, they'll judge you on that. So like, there's, there's people who you'll have had experiences in within the past. If you meet somebody who, even if it's just once for 10 seconds and they say something or do something that reminds you of that other person, it's so easy to write them off and yeah. just go, you're a bad person. When they might, you, might, you might have interpreted it wrong or you might have misunderstood or they might have just been having an off day. So I think you've just got to understand that. And I, that's the thing I don't, as, as well as saying that my opinion to me matters more than other people's opinions of us, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it just, makes sense. And I think that can be separate. So I think you can have an, uh, feel like you need to be better, you need to improve because you think other people are ahead of the game, which they are. There's always going to be people better than you. There just is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not the hardest worker in the world. People have worked harder over shorter periods of time and they'll outperform as easy peasy. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to care of what they think of you. If that makes sense, yeah, I think so, yeah. I think that's the better way. I would rather have a, a low opinion of myself and value other people than go. Oh, I val I have a value for them rather than value what they think about me. And yeah. value myself. I, I don't know that. I don't think that's a, a safe combo. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that makes a good human. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. That's it's hard to do everything yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, right, I thought you were about something then. As you are, I was like, you keep that personal information to yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even know that it's hard, mate. It's Twitch, calm down. Jeez. And Spotify wow. and Amazon, I think. I, we got, like, everywhere. Oh, my God, no. No, but... But, John, when did you discover singing? Like... Oh, my God. I've tried multiple times throughout life. So I grew up in a very, 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 very religious family, you might see. So it wasn't like a church, it's in a church. It was like one of these, hallelujah, oh, we love you, Jesus, churches, that's what I was in. So I remember points where they'd try and get us to sing at Christmas as a kid. I mean, my sister was a decent singer. and there, she was 19 when I was born, so always been like, and she's the next youngest, so there's 20 years between me and my other siblings. And we then, <laughs> I'd get up and, yeah, my mum had me at 45, bless her, absolute trooper. So, wow. so uh, basically, they'd all be, um, we, we, I'd, I'd sing, but this was when I had no balls, so I was like, oh, 
Hark the herald angels sing. And like, and everybody's going, oh, you're really good, you're really good. And I'm like, no, my mates are laughing at us because I sound like a little girl. Oh, my God. And I even remember at school when you sang an assembly because I'd been singing at church and shown a little bit, like my mouth would be, oh, and everybody would go, oh, where do you sing? Why you chew up on your mouth like this? Oh, and like everything put us off singing. So I just didn't do it, especially then when your balls start to drop and you're like, <laughs> and it's, you don't know. So you kind of, I think, I think that's a, the, the one negative thing about singing as a fella. You're like, you have to relearn to sing again. So any natural ability that you have when you're younger doesn't matter once you hit puberty because everything changes. Uh, your, your tone, your, your control, your voice. You've kind of got to relearn it all again, um, which you've seen Justin Bieber do incredibly well. He gets too much stick. What a man. <laughs> but how even do you learn singing? Like Yara, how do you learn kickboxing? Teacher. Practicing, you know. Teacher, many. You've either, you've either got to go and get a teacher or you've got to go and fight people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. You've either just got to try it and do it until you figure it out, but you might get beat up a lot and it might take longer, or you go into a teacher. It's two options. Okay. I, I've not been to a teacher for singing ever. Um, I've just stumbled my way through it. And, and you, I guess you get teachers in the sense of, like, I'll go, I like that singer, I like what they're doing, I want to try and sing their song. And then you'll watch, say, a video of them singing or you'll, you'll try and sing along and, and replicate what they're doing with their voice um, but on top of that just singing a lot you, you start going hang on if I do this instead of this I can hit this note and I can do this thing and um, yeah because I, I know a lot of people who sing in show and, and theatre and, and classical and they all kind of have the same kind of stage voice yeah like it's and, and then the pub singers the people who sing in the pub who do the kind of rock pubs all got that oh yeah kind of voice <laughs> and it's almost like people in certain circles get either trained the same way or pick up the same way um, so I think in, in some ways it's nice to not have too much guidance because I guess you can you've got the freedom to develop Yourself, originally yeah. on your own how you, you want to sound as opposed to when you sing, you should say your R's like this and things. you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But like, uh, when I heard you the first time, when you sing, like, I thought, what the fucking weird voice. Like, normally oh, yeah, you're like it's so much... Voice. It's not proper. You, you're like so much different. Uh, it's not like you have your accent. You, you, you have so much different voice than like anybody I know. Like, it's so weird then to listen. Like, the first time was so weird to listen to you. Well, I thought like, what the fuck was happening? Well, the reason is you're all right. <laughs> if I showed you me trying to sing properly when I was younger, after me balls dropped, right? It's horrendous. <laughs> it's awful, yeah. right? I, I've had recordings. I've got to, it's awful. And I can go back to different recordings and see my voice slowly change. But I guess, like I say, it's that influence. Like, um, Paolo Nettini's been a huge influence. Jason Mraz has been a huge influence. Daniel Benfield was a huge influence. Amy Winehouse and I feel like people come up to us and they go oh, I can hear a little bit of this person in your voice and it's probably just because it's a random mix of people I liked like it's not really a proper voice but yeah. then again all the good singers that are classically trained are pretty damn good at impressions so yeah. maybe singing is just doing an impression of a singer 
Oh, oh shit. Mind-blowing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think everybody can sing now. My God. You discovered it, John. It's uh, <laughs> just got to do an impression of the singer you are. I mean, you're away. You can sing. sing yeah, I, I, like, I, I'm like a t- type of guy when I hear like a, my favorite song. When I go on my bike, I just sing it. I don't care what other people think. But I cannot sing. That's the problem. And I'll, yeah, but I, you don't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Because everybody, <laughs> can, like everybody, can sing, but the muscle is too weak, or some muscles are like you have a muscle in your throat, and some people have it more developed than other people's. Yeah, but that's the same as a muscle in your arm if you're lifting weights. Yeah. So it's like the you know when Whitney Houston died, just to bring her up again. Why not? Right. <laughs> they on a autopsy, they examined her throat and her vocal cords because they wanted to see if there was anything that enabled her to do what she was doing or whatever. And they found that I thought was not special about it. But she was doing things with her voice which they didn't think she would have been able to do with a standard bang average kind of throw. But she could. And then, as well, even singing um, theory used to be you can either sing or you can't. But now a lot of the, the leading... Um, singing teachers and things like no no like you can learn techniques you can train the muscles in your throat and you can learn to sing even if you don't can't sing I think yeah. tone's different though I think people confuse being able to understand intervals in music with singing but that's a different skill so yeah. you get people who are tone deaf, deaf but can make a nice sound with their voice you get people who can't make a nice sound with their voice but can hit notes accurately so I think being a pleasant singer to listen to you've got to have some ability to hit notes pick out intervals but also create a nice tone and they're two separate skills which come towards I'd say to, to make you be able to sound decent when you sing so you want to be doing exercises and singing that strengthens your, 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 your physical aspect of singing but also you need to be training your ear to be able to hear notes hear intervals so when you're singing you're not just all over the shop so it's definitely learnable but you've got to learn a few different elements to bring them together I would say like building blocks you cannot have a wall with one brick mate yeah. you cannot have you cannot live in Yara's mansion with one brick you've got to get lots of bricks over time and that's what Yara's dad did to build the mansion yeah. oh my god yes but uh, to get to get a little bit off you know the the, the, the singing thing uh, of course you have a Spotify you have two songs two singles out uh, something more about in 2018 and 2019 uh, if I was the president I've listened to them. I, I enjoyed them. I think, uh, especially if I was the president, it was pretty funny as well. But oh, you know, f- you laughing at me songs? No, oh. no, 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 no. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, what 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 inspired those songs? So, you know, why were you like, okay, I'm uh, gonna record this, and I'm gonna put it on Spotify? Because I've been wanting to record lots of songs that I've written for a long time and never do. Um, I've had, I've had bad experiences recording, so it's, it's really annoying. Um, something, was it two, there's kind of two questions there, isn't there? Was it, why did you write them? Did you ask that, or did you just ask, why did I record them? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 Both. Okay. All right. 
Well, I'll stick with the recording thing for now. So, recording-wise, um, it's, 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 I'm trying to pick which parts to not go back as far as in, in the story of everything. So, I'd had experience early on recording in, in my, my home. I was lucky enough to get a really crap condenser microphone set in a, 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 in a really nice-to-be-fair audio interface when I went to America, visited Florida, pulled pulled some nice bits out of the music stores there because it was way cheaper. Uh, pound, one is stronger than the dollar, two, America is cheap. So heading over there, oh, oh, it was amazing. You could buy real nice equipment and save like 100, 200 quid. It was cool. I don't know if it's the same now, but you could. Um, so I came back with the first, it was the Apollo Duet. It only just come out. Um, and I, I started recording at home and things. Um and I kind of had experience there, but I didn't understand about um, sound treatment, about dampening. I didn't know how to mix or master or anything like that or produce even. I just knew. I plug my microphone in. I plug my guitar in. I push record. I do it. I push stop record. And then happy days. I've got a song. Um, so I was like, right, well, I want to go to a studio one day when I got back into music. Um, and I saved up. And it was like, three four hundred pound for a six hour day right yeah. at one of the cheap studios in newcastle um so i saved up and i i got i think i got two days and the first day i went in and i recorded acoustic guitar and vocals and the second day i got some friends in who were musicians so i got a drummer a bass player and an electric guitarist because i wasn't great at electric guitar then i'm still not but i'm better than i was um Drummer showed up on time, played stuff in brilliantly, sounded class. Bass player, who's now in a famous band, my friend Naomi, right? Class, uh, if you haven't heard their band, they're called Another Sky. Um, and she's unreal bass player. The bass is incredible. The guitar player didn't show up until two hours into his slot. He had one hour left, and he hadn't practiced any of his parts. Oh, wow. Oh, I'd wow. paid like literally six to eight hundred quid saved up with my own hard earned cash to get this time and it just it, it fucked the recordings. The the guys mixed them and went, we'll probably fix it. Tracks came back, I hated them, so I was like, take the electric guitar out and I'll see what I can do and but I just wasn't happy so I didn't release them. Um and I kinda just didn't want to waste time paying that much money to not be happy with what I'd got. Yeah. So it's like, screw it, I, I can't be bothered. So that's when I decided to start investing money into like my home setup um, and start trying to get something. Because you've got to think, 800 quid goes a long way in your home studio. Yeah. Yeah, true. And I know you're paying for an engineer and you're getting a lot of time, but like, you can get a decent audio face for like, audio interface for four or 500 quid, um, like a, a, a mid range to professional one. You need to go to like a, grand and a half to two grand for a top end one but you, you can get you can get some decent kit um, and so from then on I was like nah I'm going to invest so I saved up I got some monitors I saved up got a nicer interface and just kind of worked on building it up and, and learning it myself um, so if I was the president I fully recorded and done in my home studio oh. and that was the first song I tried to do in my house and the reason I did that one is because it was a throwaway song um, I'd written it in a, a one hour challenge 
on YouTube, just a video. I'll do a one-hour challenge with me mate. He was like, I hate this, I don't want it. I was like, I'll have it then, right? <laughs> yeah, I say like, I'm, I'm going to make you watch. I'm going to do a few changes, and it'll be it'll be decent. And then I did, and I was like, oh, it's grown on us. So I just thought I'd throw it out there. And it was just to practice using my home studio. Um, something more, I recorded in Newcastle College's studio because I won a competition, and one one part of the prize was to get, get a, a, a song recorded. Um, and the fellow who helped us there, I, I like relayed back to him and, and, and got in touch with him for doing if I was the president just for pointers on tips on how to record things right and get stuff done and he's been a massive help so um, I know what I'm doing a bit now I feel like I can bang my own stuff out at home and get it to a, 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 a release ready level but yep. uh, there's still a lot to learn it's, 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 it's in training your ear up like I say is a huge part of anything in music so there we go. So that was just something more as well. That, that oh, the I was just, blah. if I was the president, it was written like I say, just as a daft one-hour challenge. Something more I wrote when I was coming out of my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, my, I was married for nearly two years, and I wrote that. It was kind of like just a hopeful song, as in looking forward to. What what I'd like, I guess, I don't know, I was kind of like just coming out of a, a relationship which is pretty dark, and like, oh, let's let's try and make a positive song about yeah. uh, a future relationship kind of thing. So I just, it's kind of just made up, it's it's not of an experience that happened, but it was kind of, I guess, looking forward, hopefully, at what I could find, which I'm also still looking for. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> that was not nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh my god, that's that's not nice, John. That's not nice. But yeah, John, you you are still like uh, thinking about like lyrics and stuff for new songs, or you're um, I'm a naughty man, no, no. Uh, but I know, like uh, when when you st- still st- like streamed on YouTube, you made a lot of lyrics. Yeah, we did when we were doing it on YouTube. Yeah. The main thing we were doing on YouTube was writing songs. Yeah, true. Um, and that's where that idea came from. We're going to stream writing songs. And the reason I did it was because I wasn't writing songs. And I thought if I stream writing songs, I might write songs. And then I thought when I was coming back to streaming again, because I'd just let it slip, I get sick. Of, I have stints, so I just don't want to be on the internet. Like, the internet really gets to us, it, it, it does me head in. Um, it gets too much sometimes. So I just disappear every so often, which happened last month. Again, lots of things got to us in life, and that's just like one less thing where I'm like, I need to disappear for a bit. Um, it's probably not good. probably doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hindered me in my internet success many a times before, just disappearing. Um, but it's it's kind of, yeah, it gets a bit much. So I'm trying to learn, like, interact with things at a level where I feel like I can manage it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I know it's kind of gone away from the question. But <laughs> the <laughs> the reason um, I came over to Twitch was to just try doing songwriting on another platform. But then you kind of get pulled into the, what everybody else is doing because that's what the music community want to see, it seems. And it seems like, oh, well, if I do this, this is what people are used to. This is what people like. 
um, and what seems to work. But then it's also kind of sad because it's like I kind of want to sit and write a song, but I don't think people necessarily have the patience. And then you start worrying like, oh, people might not be enjoying this or I've got to try and keep talking. It's really, it's really hard to think through your thoughts when you're trying to interact with other people as well. Because yeah. the, the thing for me, when I started music, I didn't start singing other people's songs. I started making my own things up. And the reason I did it was I'd learned piano for years um, and did like piano concerts and things. And, and my mum would always be, come down and show this person you're playing piano. And, uh, and it felt very performy and showy. And I hated learning pieces of music. Um, and I found my dad's guitar and I went upstairs to me, took it to my room. It was his old one. He never used it anymore. And I just started messing about and making things up, and I loved it. And I think that was the thing that sold it for me originally was just having time with your own mind and your own brain and yeah. thinking through how you were feeling, what was going on in your mind. And I guess it's a, it's, it's a mental state management tool a lot of the time, or it was, that I've kind of lost and not used for a long time. Um, it, it, is, it was tricky to try and do that on stream like does it make sense yeah it makes sense it makes a lot of sense you want to just sit there with your eyes closed it's almost like meditating and like just connect with how you're feeling and what what's going on in in your brain and it's so strange trying to do that with other people and in front of people like multitasking yeah but also I've found I've been lucky a few times, especially starting out, and I think it's because you write a song, if your next one's not better than it, it's not a good song in your yeah. own brain. Yeah. So there were songs I wrote in 10 minutes, 20 minutes, which I still think are decent, but now I can't write a song that quick anymore. Like, uh, I want too many clever double meanings or uh, different things or images to be in there which don't come immediately they take time as you mull over it and mull over it. And again, that's something impossible to do on stream. Yeah. Um, but I did start, and I'm going to start again, but I've decided to put it on the back burner. I'm, I've got, I'm making a plan for the start of next year to make sure I go back to trying to sit and have time on my own to write something every day. Um, not a full song, just something little, a verse, a piece of music. Um, it's going to be something I focus on because I feel like my writing's very much... Uh, deteriorated in the sense of quantity uh, so Yara I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't wrote anything since last year I don't think last year. Did I, oh. I, I might have wrote Toast this year or was that last year I think this year we might be in this year might be in this year I think I wrote if I was the president maybe last year then and a couple of others I think Head in the Clouds which isn't out yet and Happily Hungover but I haven't released them so I want to, just haven't yet. Tease. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, we'll get, so we'll that, get there. That, that, that definitely is um, future music coming our way. So I'm hearing a couple of singles. But is there like a big project that's going on? I don't believe in big projects anymore. I, d- no? I don't see the point. Um, I went, I, I paid to go on a, a music course when I was managing a band um, and helping a band out. Um, and I went on with a couple of them. And it was to to learn the music industry and the insides out and stuff. And, and something they said was, too many artists value themselves and put value on their content before their content has value. 
So, for example, let's say David here, right, decides he is going to uh, start painting little yellow chickens, right? <laughs> and let's say he's never painted before, right? And he paints something, and it's shit. Or nobody knows that David paints these little chickens. There's no point him doing drawing a thousand of this image and then putting it online for 10 quid when nobody knows who David is what the hell he's drawing chickens for and what his qualifications in that department are nobody, he doesn't have anybody who values his work yet so technically David's chickens have a value of zero so why would David make an infinite number of these things which have zero value and try and sell them for 10 quid when their value is zero and he was saying, this is kind of like what artists are like. They'll go, I've made a song, I'm gonna, and I've made an album, I'm going to sell it for five or a tenner or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but who, who, finds your, who finds your music valuable right now? Yeah. And I think people do that with merch, with, with the music, with the... And I know there's that thing of fake it till you make it, but it's, it's not like that. You've got you've to spend the time building your audience or on yeah. Twitch, your community, before your work has value. So it really pisses me. You'll see somebody, like Yara, Yara started Twitch, right? Yeah, nobody watching him, and he already had a full online shop of T-shirts and merch that he tries to sell. I'm like, Yara, it's not, it's got, not got value. What are you selling hoodies for, for 50 quid? Yara, stop it. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really. But it's, yeah. it is, it's, 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 I find that so weird. Um, because why, why have them? That's not where you should be putting your time and effort. You need to create the community or the audience who will put value on that and then charge the value that they think the value is. So when Yara's got a community, well, he has got, but you know what I mean, but let's say he's got a community of 100 constant viewers, which he will have one day, right? He's a hot, hot Dutch guy. Right? <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, right, Dave will have 500 constant viewers because he's even hotter. Basically, right? Basically, and he's got the chicken. We've oh, all got shit. yellow chickens today. Look, apart from Yara, he doesn't have one. Mm. Right, <laughs> but um, when 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 he's got an audience, and if they go, oh, do you know what? It'd be really cool to have a, a Yara T-shirt, and it, and it pro- we're probably at the point where we'd give Yara five pound for something well then Yara can then think what is the value of this who's going to buy it and let's make it fair for them and, but people do it the other way around they're like oh my god I've made a song I'm incredible I'm the best oh, best artist in the world I'm going <laughs> to sell it for a five and become rich and famous it's like no you need to give shit away for free 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 until you've built value yeah. and then once you've got the value you may have lost money to get the value but from getting the value then you can start building things from there. So I wouldn't ever do an album at the minute because I don't think I've got a market to sell an album, especially physical copies. So my yeah, plan okay. is going to be singles, and it was going to be a single every two months and was going to be the plan because you need at least a month to promo a single for it to do well. Yeah. Um, so my site was going to be write and record something over a month and then promo for a month Sorry, then promo for a month, release. Continue the promo on that and start on the next one. Was gonna, but it was a bit tight. So it feels like a three-month cycle might be best. But 
Yeah. Um, I am wanting to just try and I'd rather do singles regularly until I have value over my music as opposed to bang something out when it's got no value. And then you've yeah. got the time to learn and develop from what your last one did. So if I bring a single out and it does crap, I, I can see what I did wrong or what worked on. And then you can find out where the value lies and what you're doing. And I think that's the, that's the better approach to it. So no, no short answer. Okay. No, no big question. <laughs> short answer. <laughs> like, no, but <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. Like, um, uh, one of my favorite bands, like Imagine Dragons, uh, they started also like do gigs a lot and they give like free albums away, releases. And yeah, that's why they got like big. And yeah, they got like mm-hmm. value and then they made an album and then the, that's why they become like that popular. And I can see why you mm-hmm. mean that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's so they've given value to their audience. Yeah. Until like they've given, I mean, like they've given their time and things and their effort and their money to produce something to give it to people yeah. to the extent that it's then become valuable to people so then people want it. Yeah. Because you can't go, he has this thing you've never seen, you've never heard before, give me five pounds for it and you better like it. It's, that's not. A, imagine if you went up to a shop and they just came out and grabbed you and went, buy this T-shirt and you're going to like it. Like, no, there's, there's a big selection over there. I kind of want to look. Like, that's, that's not how it works. The same, same with anything. So. Yeah. Um, Arctic Monkeys, do you, do you know there? Oh, oh, oh! I got you like the albums. Uh. <laughs> now you know I like Arctic Monkeys. Like they fascinate what? me. Uh, I should be ashamed. You're really. late to the journey. No, own. no, I got the older. older. You wap. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Do you know? Do you know how they started though, or not? No, I did uh, not. I, I don't know. I don't really know. Well, back in the day, there was an amazing platform called MySpace. Oh, shit. Yeah, I maybe know yeah. what you mean now, yeah. So what Arctic Monkeys did was they got together, they started writing music, and they started gigging around their area, around the Leeds area. That's probably the city, if you know any UK cities. There was, like, Rotherham. So Leeds, right? And they, they started knocking about there. And what they did was they recorded all their songs on um, MySpace and put them on there and I think no sorry they didn't they didn't I'm lying they made CDs and they gave them out for free at the gigs a fan took it home and uploaded it to MySpace and they stopped people started sharing it uh, I think this, I'm pretty sure this is accurate and basically the people started jumping on board and it started blowing up on MySpace until the Arctic Monkeys were like poof everybody went hype on them on the internet it's like the f- one of the first bands for that to ever happen to. They didn't even upload the music to MySpace. A fan did it. But because of that, everybody knew who the Arctic Monkeys were. Proper loved them. They had major labels asking them. They ended up signing with, signing with Domino based on um, the, the, the way they felt the, val- the company valued the type of music they were doing and stuff. Um, and that was how it started. Just a fan going, do you know what? I loved that gig. I'm going to put this free CD on the internet because I want other people to hear it. And boom so they were giving stuff away for free somebody found it valuable shared its value again for free and then because people wanted more second out al- like the the first album that they released they could sell and it became a uk number one album because people saw the value in them so their music became valued but before that 
if they tried to sell that album, they wouldn't have got any sales. Maybe the odd yeah. one here at a gig or two. But Joel, do you also so. do like that, like that kind of stuff with your own gigs? Gigs, no, because the way music's worked for me, but it's coming back to it late. I used to do that. That was my approach back in the day on MySpace and things. Um, and YouTube, everything I put on, I never asked for money for anything. I didn't even think it would ever make money. I didn't think it could, um, which I now regret because I deleted my successful YouTube channel and MySpace uh, mm-hmm. about a year before people started getting paid to do this stuff. So I was like, damn, would it be nice? But it wasn't a real thing then, and I quit because of nerves, trying to gig live. Um, I got a few headline slots in my MySpace at gigs in the UK, um, and I ended up having, there were small labels, but like gateway labels interested in what I was doing based on um, my MySpace and things. Um, and I tried to gig live, I tried to do a few radio shows and I, I couldn't do it, like I fell apart. Uh, couldn't sing because I was so nervous. I, I hated it. So I had a chance to go up to see a label up in Scotland as well. And it was on the last day of my teaching placement, this is at uni. Um, in my first year uni and I asked like can I have it off I, I've got a really good opportunity and they were like well if you deliberately choose not to come into your placement we will class that as a failed placement and I was like it's one day I'm asking I've, I've got a chance to try um, and that was a bit later than the initial ones when I had a bit more confidence but um, it fell through and I just gave up quit music and I went into teaching and did four years training six years teaching and then I was like hang on I like music I should do this again um, but when I've come back to it it's been like it was all about originals before now it's I need money to pay me mortgage to, to try and like maintain what I got as a teacher so everything's covers work it's singing other people's songs at weddings in bars and, and pubs at um, venues different things there's very little room or to, to get originals work and like I say who's going to pay to watch you do originals when your music has no value yet so yeah. if you want to make money in the music industry um, as just a random musician you, you, it's the covers game you've got to do the covers game so so originals so. don't really happen and that's why I've not wrote any because I'm spending all my time to practicing live covers work and stuff or I was so. Yeah, but you can see that's working, like uh, the covers and stuff on Twitch. Like uh, you started, when did you start? Like in April or March? I think it was very back in the March. I think, yeah. Yeah. Around. Yeah, I saw the tweet, and uh, you started like doing the covers, and now you are already on 2K. Like it's not even been a year yeah, yet. But, but you don't do it. The thing about Twitch is two weird things about Twitch, right? And um, when I've looked into stuff, is one. Twitch doesn't push you at all, right? It's true. Um, and most people recommend you do not build an audience on Twitch, but you build an audience on other platforms and then bring them to Twitch. Yeah. Right? But the thing that Twitch has that none of the other platforms have is community and raids. So I know my success on Twitch is very little to do with anything I've done because I've not been pushing myself on other platforms. In fact, because I've not wanted to do social media, I haven't done an Instagram post, a YouTube video, anything. For ages, I deleted my, my channels and started again, and, and then I've done nothing with them. Um, 
which is stupid, but I plan to. I just haven't. Uh, so I have, I am bringing in no community or audience of my own. I know I'm not. I know everybody that I have, they've either luckily stumbled across crosses, or I've had them, I guess, I don't want to use the word given, but that's the only word I can think of, but they've been shared, that's the one, shared to me by yeah. other people who have already built an audience. So you've got things like Fovs, he's, he's built an audience, he came and raided me, luckily, there's some lovely people who want to stick around and get involved and have helped us build a, a beautiful community, but I owe Fovs for that. I, I didn't do anything, like, I didn't do out, I was just lucky enough to get raided by Fovs. Same with Call Me Kevin, comes along, a lot of the people in our community are from Call Me Kevin. The only reason I know you, Yara, is because of the name Voldemort. <laughs> the, name, the name we cannot say. We know, the name right? we cannot say, no, the dark history. But, but it's like, so, so I feel like I've been very lucky and very blessed, I guess, recently when it comes to Twitch because it feels completely out of my hands and my control. And that's why it's mad because all I'm doing is I'm just showing up and singing some songs in my house. Um, and people have, have been too too kind about it and getting enjoying it too much. I'm like, guys, if you came to my house and had to sit and watch me do this, it might nobody would do that. Like if I went, yo, yo, Yara, do you want to I want to just sing for a couple hours on my set age, or I'll come round and watch us. You'd be like, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, because there's like a, a hell of a ton of you in in the in in the chat and people can hang out and communicate and get to know each other I, I feel like that is the aspect that makes it work because you get you get views on youtube videos right yeah true you, you don't get the hype that twitch brings because of the community aspect yeah. yeah because youtube doesn't have the community so twitch has its strengths and it's 100 percent community raid trains um being able to, to, to share the love essentially in it yeah, um, but it's it's massive weaknesses, um, reach, audience building, and and I feel like they'll probably try and work on that. It seems like they are. I mean, just by bringing in a music category and recommended streams for musicians and things, it feels like they're, they're trying to implement that into their system. But I also feel like people don't watch Twitch primarily for music, or. Yeah wouldn't have been brought to Twitch if it wasn't for people like raiding music communities. So you've got gamers or even Corona, you've got to think you've got people who were successful um, in music who have come to Twitch, brought their audience to Twitch and then raided people. And then those people have raided people. So there's been, I'd, I'd say this year, probably I'd imagine a really big influx of people supporting and watching Twitch music that wouldn't have otherwise been here. Um, and I think that's what... I'd imagine Twitch would be focusing on bringing in new audiences and new people or finding ways of creating audience development on the platform, I'd imagine. Yeah. If, you know, of course, if you look at the internet, it's it's such a wild place, you know. If you look at uh, Lil Nas X, he had just... He had a couple of songs out and EPs and mm -hmm. he had a hit single... And now it's the, the longest standing number one single of all time. And what was uh, that? Uh, all Down Road. 
Oh, him, yeah. Full-time, yeah. oh, I know that. <laughs> and, What's uh, he called? Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. What, but, what but, and, but if you look at uh, Billie Eilish, in, I think in 2017, she had like uh, 300,000 followers. And the year later, she had 6 million followers. And the year later, she had 30 million followers. Yeah. And now she has like 67 million followers. And what platform did they both do that on? You know the uh, answer. It's uh, SoundCloud, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, again, the platforms where the material is given away for free are the platforms where two huge artists are blown out from, from sharing content, which is valuable, but has no value. But people are finding it because they can find it for free and are then realizing it's valuable. So yeah. um, it's weird because I put my songs on Spotify and the likes and stuff like that because I thought I do want to try and seem professional and seem to have the songs on there or, or whatever. And I guess people are technically getting them for free if they already have Spotify. Um, I don't really ever push the fact that you can buy my songs. I, I don't do it because no. it's... It, it seems cheeky anyway. But um, the whole thing, I've even put them on SoundCloud now because I thought I'll put them on and then if people use SoundCloud, they can have them. But it's that whole, it's that whole thing where um, Billie Eilish did Ocean Eyes. It was written by a brother, produced by a brother. Very talented fella. She's got a beautiful voice. And because it was on there and it was free, it's that whole thing of it can just be shared. It can just go vroomph. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, and more people hear of it, and more people want it, then she can go, huh, well, my next song's going to cost a pound. And all the people who love her already and value her are going to be happy to pay that pound. And that's obvious. That's, that's how you've, I think you've got to look at it. I think you've got to grind a lot as a musician. They say, like, on average, people who work fully, properly hard for three years, if you graft in originals, push them for three years solid, take that cost, Take, take, take the hard times. By the end of three years, there's a high chance you'll be in a decent place with originals. Um, there's a lot of bands that have done that and taken three years to, to, to reach the place. Problems with me, I'll be nearing my 40s in three years' time. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, as well, I feel like it's a young man's game uh, if you want him to be in, in the, the chart music world. Because yeah. the, the people who control the new music and how well it is and how it does and the people who use the technology that allows it to blow up are, are the youth, <laughs> the young people. So, yeah. so, I mean, so it's like, so it's like old man John over here is like, hi guys, I'm going to sing about things that old men sing about and sound like an old man and you can, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't expect 12 year olds to go, oh my God, oh my God, John Pedro. Which <laughs> is really important. Yeah. No, it's yeah, really it's important to to get that. And I wouldn't want twelve year olds doing that. I would feel so creeped out. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand. So it's like I'm kind of in a place where my my idea it never really existed um, that I would ever be famous. But that idea of being like to that high level of success has been long gone. I, I don't want that. I want to do, I guess, what I enjoy, what I love. And if I can find people who value it enough so that I can sustain a living of making it and doing it, that's happy, isn't it? That's happy. I don't yeah. think I need to be 
I don't even know if I'd like it. Like, I don't like social media. So do I want to be touring the world and playing in front of thousands of people at the same time? My God, I do it. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, it's one of those things where I think you've got you to gotta, you gotta weigh up what it is, what you actually want. Because I think people get caught up in the glitz and they're like, oh my God, I want to be so famous. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to push every platform. I'm going to push every aspect of every platform just because I want to become famous. And I'm like, oh, okay, you enjoy that. But what do you love doing? Yeah. Are yeah. you doing that? Or are you just trying to get famous? I think it's, it's sad that people get lost in that. That's really sad. I mean, I mean there, yeah. there are more than enough examples of uh, people that do think like that, you know, I'm going to be famous. And, they, and sometimes they bec- become famous, of course. But you see them uh, come in this negative spiral and they just get out of control and they just lose their wealth, their fame, and then a, f- a couple of years later, they just nothing anymore. You know, I think that's the, the thing, though, because if you, if you get a quick rise to the top, you can have a quick fall from the top. Um, it's a whole thing of foundation, isn't it? So go about bricks again, Yara. You know your beautiful mansion, right? <laughs> if your dad just rushed it up and banged all the bricks up and didn't take the care to put the proper craftsmanship into it, your house would have fallen now yeah. by now, right? Very true. Very right? true. So it's that same, like, taking the, ti- taking the time, if it takes you 20 years, 30 years, to build a solid foundation, to build your community on, your audience on, to have the skills to release the kind of art that you want to be releasing, is way more important than going... I'm going to beat some algorithms on YouTube or, or thingy or I'm going to post the right thing at the right time just to try and get to the top because anybody can play that game to a degree of success. I've done it before. Um, my, my first big taste of it was on YouTube, again, before YouTube was made people money. Um, or good money, I think you had to be enrolled on at the partner scheme and it was my second go at YouTube after deleting my most successful channel. And I went on, and it was Children in Need. You know what that is? It's like a charity event in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. To raise money. Um, and Lana Del Rey had just released video games. And I was like, I like this song, and it's on Children in Need. I could tag the shit out of this. So I, I, as soon as the song went off, I turned off Children in Need. I found the song on, online, and I, I learned it. I came up with the version, recorded it. I uploaded straight away. I banged um, Lana Del Rey, Video Games, Children in Need cover as a title. Didn't even bother putting my name in. All the tags were Lana Del Rey, new single, Children in Need, with the, ev- everything. And literally, I woke up the next day and had 30k views at a time when that was a big number. It's not now, but that was pretty big. And then that, that was like literally like boom overnight. Holy shit. And it continued, it continued to grow. And I was like, well, what, the, what the hell is this? Thing is, people didn't push subscriptions there, so you never got subs. So I think I had, I had videos that were hitting. It made my av video average after that. Every video I uploaded would get 3,000 views. But the other ones were hitting, like the, the, the ones where I'd rigged it and tried to play the system, you could easily hit 30, 50K views. Yeah. But it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So it was a bit like, yeah, I'm playing the game. But people wouldn't stick around because you were you were tricking them. You were clickbait didn't exist yeah. either, but that's technically what it was. 
You just yeah. get them to click on something based on them looking for something else. Um, but I think I only had like 300 subscribers at the time, and it only went up about 10, despite getting all those hits. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's a funny it's a funny game. I'd I'd rather have 10 people who cared about what I did and, and loved what I did or were honest about what I did. If they didn't like it, didn't didn't, but they, they gave us the time. Then uh, thousands of people who watched my video but didn't give a fuck. I, I think is a. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird one. So I think you've got to put the craft in, got to build it up, and then happy days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's also the, the, of course, the the beautiful thing about Twitch. You know, you, you really get a community that that you uh, interact with and that really cares about you, and that doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily care about, of course, the content, because I'm playing games and doing this and that, but. Uh, Personally, I, w I would like to build, of course, a community that, that watches because of, of me. Because yeah. the, the, the fun times there, there are. But not uh, because, oh shit, Fortnite, oh, oh new event, yeah, yeah, oh exactly. shit, you know? Because you know, it, gets, it gets clicks, but it, it falls down and you fall with it. Yara, who does this remind you of? Just Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. I think Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, oh shit. I think, I think Dave knows, like. <laughs> David's pretending he doesn't know the story. He knows the story. No, David does not know the story yet. No. We're going to tell him. No, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, man. But no, you, you're right. It's that. There was, a, there was a saying I thought of then. I can't remember what it was, but it's something. It just. Yeah, I'll remember it again and tell you because I remember. <laughs> just a weird guy, just a really weird guy. But if if you really want to talk about, it, we can talk about it. Well, I'm just talking about the quote. It's something like nothing worth having comes easy, or something. Is it like if if, if it's something worth having, it's not easy to get. Yeah. So if you get success easy, then it's it's not success that's worth having. True. No. Very true. 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 Very. I feel like for me, especially like something when I get really down. It's when I feel like I haven't achieved anything. So I would, I would hate to have success that was just there. Yeah. I, like, I, hate, I hate when people try and give, give us things like um, my mom all the time, especially now because times are hard. She's like, do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this to help? Do you need this? Do you need this? And I'm like, mom, I'm a man. I, should, I, need, I need to be my own, but I need to find my own way around it. I need to find my own solution and my, my own work through it. And I'm like, and I'm going to put it into to Twitch and music production. So that's what I'm going to put my time in. If I, and she's like, no, but I can help. It's fine. You know what can help? I'm like, no, like, don't. Like, it, I really, it gets, us, it gets us down the idea of me not being able to. Provide, like, yeah. Yeah, provide for, for, my, for my, myself, I guess. Well, obviously, Storm as well. But just to be able to maintain what I've achieved and to grow what I've achieved, I I hate the idea of not doing it myself. I like to do things myself because I get a huge sense of achievement and success from doing something and getting it right and going, ah. So, yeah, like if like if, if all of a sudden I just had all this shit happening, I'd be a bit like, I'd probably feel down about it happening. Oh, really? Holy shit. So if you went if you went right tomorrow, you can go on a world tour and we'll fill stadiums and you can sing. Yeah, it'd be great, but I'd feel down about it during, but particularly afterwards because I won't feel like I achieved it. 
I don't know if that makes sense. It's, to it else makes a lot of sense, uh, John. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't like it. I, I understand what you mean. Like uh, progress yourself, not f- like from others. You mean like like that? But wh- when I, when I did like projects on school, it's I'm gonna like link school with it. I like the similar thing with you. I also want to do it with myself, not like uh, ask my uh, classmates how to do it because you never learn from it. It's yeah. you, you don't learn from uh, people's other things, but that's the difference between um, like my uh, rank, rank no niveau from school. I'm like at that kind of niveau that people ask like other classmates to do it or give me their homework. But we're on a study, and you need to learn from your study. But they don't want yeah. to because it's a lot of work, and that's the wrong mm. thing. And I'm just a guy that really wants to put work into my study that's why uh like monday and and tuesday it's a lot of time i spent a lot of time like five hours a day into school only in the uh, in the noon and the afternoon in the morning i have lessons yeah and in the noon and the afternoon i'm just doing my projects because i want to achieve it and i just want to do i want to see that uh, like my whole uh, study sees ah he's doing his best and yeah i that's what i also get back from it and i really enjoy it when i achieve it and, yeah. I, and that's why I ask a lot of things uh, to my teacher. Uh, how is this? And because my study is also not, you cannot find it on the internet that very much. It's like the study is not very popular, and that's why it's not no not many uh, sources to look at. And yeah. when you ask your teacher and you do it yourself, then you think like you. You achieve it, then you are have like a great spirit. You think, ah, yeah, let's, yeah, we did it, let's do it, and then you mm-hmm. go like very happy to another project, and and some people don't have that, and I don't see why. Mm. Well, it's interesting as well. Like this is a tangent from music, but in my first proper year as a teacher, I worked with a, a university um, who wanted to work in a school to do studies on how children learn and how people learn and there's, there's three different learning styles okay you've got your your audio your visual and your kinesthetic and kinesthetic is by doing audio is by listening and visual is by watching and some people lean it's like a triangle and you can lean towards one or the other or whatever so um you might exceed by watching videos like you might do really well and excel from watching Somebody else might be able to just sit and listen to a teacher and understand it fully. But some people have to do it to, to learn it. And I feel like it always seemed to me that creative types, particularly, were more, you need to do it. And we then did the study just to, 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 was to try and find out what was going on and, and how it worked. And, and what we found out was um, we, we set up a, open, like a free learning setup. So the teacher wasn't there to teach. The teacher was there to facilitate and this this was the, the approach and what we do is we even did it with the full school at one point we, we got the dinner hall and we made like eight different stations and put a computer on each one and we asked a university degree level question um, from a university to, to children in infant school and junior school so primary school which is ages 5 to 11 years old right so this is a question for university students being asked to kids. Yeah. And I can't remember it exactly, but it was something about 
how does your brain produce thought or something along those lines? And we set them off and we gave them the morning to teach themselves. Um, basically, they had the question and they had to go away and use the internet to find the answers. And what was interesting was there was rules. So one rule was um, you're allowed to cheat. You were allowed to, you were allowed to steal information from other students, right? Yeah. Everybody was put into groups, but another rule was you were allowed to change group whenever you wanted to. The other rule was you were allowed to change the size of your group whenever you wanted to. But the groups were cut to stay on that table. So what you would do is you would have one what you'd, you'd watch and one kid would go oh, we're struggling to get answers. I'm going to go and run over to that table and see what they're doing. The other, the other rule was, sorry, you had to let people share, like steal you. You can't stop people. You've got to let them look at your work. So you'd have kids running and going across and reading other people's facts and coming back and telling that table. But then if they went over to that table and was really interested in what that table was doing, well, they would just stay there. They'd change group. So you had this dynamic of the kids learning what they wanted to learn about the question with the people they wanted to learn about it at the pace they felt they were, but also if they wanted to, they could go and learn information from other places and bring it back to theirs. But then it also cemented the information because everybody was sharing the information they were learning, so all the groups were learning at a similar rate. But the best thing about it was we measured the retention of the information so we asked different children at different points down the line to re-answer the question children who had been taught the information forgot it within a week right but the people the children who had learned it using the open learning retained the information 70 percent better than the children who had been taught it so i know it's a bit of a tangent but Children were able to answer an A-level, sorry, a university question, come out with great ideas, and then still tell you all about it a couple of months later to 70% of what they'd learned. Holy shit. (laughs) And it's like, it's so much more important to learn on your own and figure out, but the school system is set up to tell people things they need to know because that's how it needed to be in the past for, to produce factory workers who worked on a line doing what their boss told them. But we need to encourage free thinking, free learning, and learning what you're interested in and how you learn the best. And I, I think that ties into what you're saying. Like, you do better when yeah. you're finding out for yourself. Yeah, true. Very true. I just, yeah, you, if you look at my testers, I got also testers, I got projects, and I, my projects are linked to the testers, and if you look at the tests, I do a lot better than my, my, like my classmates, because they don't teach themselves, they just get the information from other uh, students, and they think, yeah, we learned nothing, and they're gonna, like, uh, be like, really, the teacher is really bad, and because they are really bad at the test, and then they gonna complain and stuff and yeah and, and and i'm the only guy like then yeah it's easy because this this and this and then if like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and yeah weird yeah. it's very weird how people think like different 
if everybody was the same, it was so much easier. But <laughs> yeah. oh, if yeah. only everybody was like you, Yara. <laughs> oh no, God. no, thank you. It would be a better place. No, I, I, we'd all have mansions. <laughs> uh, John, I heard that a lot from my old teachers. Don't say that. Uh, it's uh, my ego. It's my ego then. is going if from we, there to there every time. <laughs> see, see, if I'm saying it from a different country. At a completely different time, and they said it as well. It must be true. No, no, it's not true. <laughs> oh, well, Jesus, it's not true. Everybody, but... did you just say Yara is Jesus? That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> Cucumber Jesus. Let's change his name. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh my god! <laughs> now uh, I forgot what I wanted to say. Jeez. <laughs> um, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, what, what you said, you know. Uh, about a different way of learning and every every kid is different i think i think personally the the school system is failing me because i'm it's just not working for me man i I have all these projects and i'm I'm not working you know i'm not doing what i want to do i'm just making projects about how to do what i want to do but i don't want to make projects about how to do what i want to do i just want to do what i want to do yeah you know but of course, uh, a lot of people put blame on teachers. That they say that oh, we have bad teachers, but I don't think that's 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 the case. I think these teachers, you know, they get uh, okay. You need to teach these kids this and this in this amount of time, yeah. and if you don't teach it, well, you're pretty fucked. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, of course, I think the teachers should get more freedom because they they see the kids, they they know the kids, they. No, probably know what's best for them. I don't think they always know, but the, you know the, the system is is is, is stuck. Uh, if you look at everything, you know, uh, back in the day when we were riding horses with those things, and the school was like almost the same as it is right now. Everything changed, everything evolved, except for school. It's stuck in a position to produce factory workers, like like you said. Mm-hmm. I think is I think it's important what you said as well, which infuriates me. Is it? I mean, it's the natural kind of default thing to do. Nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be the people to blame. And so, and, then, and a lot of people don't want to reflect and look at themselves. To be honest with you, so you end up getting people who look at everybody else, look at every situation outside themselves, and like to just place blame. And. I can tell you firsthand that teaching is the most difficult thing yeah. there is going. From knowing teachers and knowing doctors and knowing the doctors' workload and the doctors' approach and seeing the teachers and having the teachers. So I'm not saying doctors are less valuable than teachers. I think in a lot of senses they're probably more valuable. But also, if you didn't have teachers, you wouldn't have doctors. So teaching to me is the ultimately most difficult in my opinion job that there is because you have the pressure on you and low pay compared to the, you, you, you teach people to do careers they get paid more than you for teaching them how to do it yeah. like that's backwards like if, if you are teaching somebody to have assets that are valuable to use in a line of work surely if you have the ability to teach that you should get paid more than they do, and it's do you know what I'm like? It's 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 a very or at least close to. I think it's really odd that a teacher doesn't get paid as much as the people they teach. In most 
cases. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you've got somebody, you've got somebody with a really hard job, with a lot of pressure on them. They've got to hit targets you don't even know exist. They've got, they haven't just got one person who they can focus on, but they've got to learn thirty different pupils' um, learning styles. They've got to, to, to then try and construct a lesson that means the people who learn visually can learn, the people who learn by listening can learn, the people who learn by watching can learn, the people who learn by doing can learn. You've also then got people who are at different learning stages. So you've got somebody down here who doesn't know how to add one and two, but you've got somebody up here who can sort out the longest division problems like that in their heads in a matter of seconds in the same classroom. And you've got to make a lesson which challenges all of those people to become the, to do the next thing. And on top of that, a lot of the things, it's not stuff that people want to learn, like you say. You want to be, if, if you want to be a, a painter, you want to get paint out. You don't want to learn about what Da Vinci did. <laughs> not Da Vinci, <laughs> bloody wrong one. Well, we'll go for uh, a different one. Da Vinci we'll also painted. Uh, they, he also. Oh, he did. Great. I thought he did. <laughs> I, I thought he did, and then I, I started worrying. And I was going to well, let's change it to Van Gogh because we love the Dutch here. Um, so it's a, it's that it's that kind. You've got so much to battle with, but on top of that, when parents especially don't want to blame their children, so no. there's 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 old like it's like an old cartoon. I guess you'd call it a meme now. And it shows teaching in the Victorian ages. And the Victorian teacher goes to the parent, your kid isn't learning, it's their fault. And the parent clips the kid around the ear going, you better start learning. And then it showed modern day, and the teacher goes, your kid is underperforming. And they go, well, you better teach them properly then. And it's like, hang on, right? These are people who are trained to teach, know how to teach and have a love for teaching. And they're the ones constantly getting wrapped by the, the local authority, by the government, by the teaching staff, by parents, by kids themselves. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really stressful, difficult job. And I don't think people understand. And some of these people, if you go into teaching, it's because you're a caring, because you care. So you've got all these caring people just getting broken down and, and working stupid hours and getting paid for only half of the hours to work. Like, it's ridiculous. That's really so, ridiculous. Holy shit. But I would argue, if this is the thing, like, what, what were you studying, David? I study wildlife. Wildlife. So, yeah. unfortunately, there's importance in paper. You've got to get a qualification a lot of the time to get to where you want to be. Yeah. I think that's changing now with how the internet is because you can run your own business and build your own business on zero qualifications. And as long as you can prove you can do it, you can you can do it. As long as you make your website look like it's legit, you can sell it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for some things, you need that document. But I guess you need to just... I think there's still importance in that thing of learning yourself. If you want to learn wildlife, what is it you want to know? If you want to know about birds, get yourself your binoculars and go out and sit in the field and watch some... Do you know what, like, do it. Like, still, yeah. you might, they might not teach you that in school, but you can gain a valuable experience by chucking yourself in the deep end and trying to figure things out. I, I trained to be a teacher for four years, and I went into my first year of teaching, and nothing that I'd learned in the four years was valuable. It didn't help. I spent my first two years teaching figuring out how to be a teacher. And yeah. I started on my, when I started teaching. Uni, I had a lesson on uni, 
and the, it was unbelievable. They went, um, we've got to teach this. Um, basically, um, you can't call the children gay as an insult. And I'm like, hang on, right, hang on, right. I am paying three grand this year to be taught how to be a teacher, and I am spending an hour being told not to call the kids gay. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> hold up. How, how is this going to help me teach the kids how to do maths? Like, well, there has been instances where students have gone out and got frustrated and gone, oh, you're gay to the kid. And I'm like, what? Why are they even in university? How did they get to university? Like, who are these people? And then they went, oh, and you can't be racist towards the kids either. I'm like, bro, why are we going to... Eh? What? I'm like, I know I'm in Sunderland, which is an absolute dirty shithole, but who... who at university level, is going to go in and think it's okay. What the fuck? To, to be homophobic or racist to five-year-old, six-year-old, uh, ten, eleven-year-old children, right? You know, like, or even if you're just saying, though, oh, you're gay as in, like, you know how everybody just goes, oh, that's gay. And then you can't even say, oh, that's gay. I'm like, who would? They're like, well, they might have, they might have an uncle who is... No, they actually told There was one person who went in and said, oh, I don't like that, that's gay. And the person went home and said that the, the student had said it and their uncle was gay and they got really offended that they were using that in that way. And, and it's like, why are these people allowed near the children? But I, because of these idiots, I had to spend a whole, I think, it was, I think it was six lessons on what you can and can't say to the kids. And I'm like, that does not help me assess a child to learn where the child is at at, uh, um, in his ability to be able to plan a lesson that's going to push them on and challenge them how, how, where, where does that help? Nothing yeah. oh How does that God. teach me how to make resources? How does it teach me how to communicate with the parents? And the, It was it's so so stupid and I'm in debt for that you know, I'm in debt for, for that Yeah, being told not to call five year old children gay um, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So. Fa- thank you, thank you, thank you, university. You, you really, you really helped me develop as a teacher. They're stealing your money. Yeah. My God, holy shit! But that's 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 what happens, and I'm sure you. I'm sure you go in and you're like, why am I sat here, being told the birds have wings? Like, <laughs> why yeah. am I being told that? You know, you've got. You, if if you get a male and a, and a female zebra, you can mate them to make a baby zebra. Like, you don't need to know that. You need to know how you pull it out of the zebra's ass. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Not yeah. That's, that's technically incorrect. But, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's very <laughs> true what you're saying. It's true. Like, holy shit. How do you put the gloves on safely? You know, you don't want to get any of that in your fingernails. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like the safe, safety think... thing for my um, uh, school, I needed to do uh, like a safety exam. Because uh, if I want to work in my uh, infrastructure, if you want to work in infrastructure in the Netherlands, you need to have like an exam and you get like a, a card where it says you're safe, you can work safe and stuff. And you can, that's just comic sense, but you need to have it. And it costs money. Do you have it yet? I have it. I have it like right here. Yara. Yara, show it to the camera. There's no special information, is there on it? It's only my name and. Oh yeah, I can you write can you write Corona above the word safe? <laughs> wait, 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 there's my cam. 
Can you write corona above the word safe? Uh, no. Because then you can go where you want and do what you want, mate. Just get your card out. Corona safe. <laughs> Look, it's certified. That'd be so good. Yeah, but it's just because they want to uh, put more... Um, how do you say that? Like, if you have a problem... When you work for a boss and there's going something wrong, they can blame you. And they then you need to pay everything. Yeah. That's why they do it. And that's, like, yeah. fucking shit. Really shit. Gotta watch their own backs, haven't they? Like. <laughs> Step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they watch theirs and stab you in yours. Yeah, that's... Reminds me of somebody... <laughs> we know you. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm <laughs> safe now. I'm safe. Yes. We're safe. Yes. <laughs> we got away. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like, nobody but... knows from your viewers, I think. I don't know if you told them. I, I don't talk about... I can't be honest. Like... People who give a shit, I just cut them off and I can't be asked with them. Simple as that. I don't, I'm not into drama or having a big to-do about it. Like, if people are doing shit that pisses us off, I'll, I'll try and talk them about it. I, I, I'd want people to do the same. Like, I, I, you, need to, you need to be open to discussion about um, your actions and, and what you're doing things. Like, and I know a lot of the time my humour is to try to find line or to, to, to try and wind people up about things. I, I, that's what I do. But if somebody tells us you're going too far or or I can tell that it's, I've gone too far, I'll apologise, I'll adjust, I won't, I won't do it. I'm, I'm happy, that's, that's how it is. I feel like that needs to be the case with, with everything to an extent. Like, you need to be a feel you can tell people this is how I feel. This is what you're doing that's causing this shit. If those people can't listen and they don't respect you enough to listen, get them out of your life. Just say, Cheerio, didn't need them. Like, I, I know I didn't have camera lamps, yeah, but we had a friend giving him shit. I was like, mate, are you letting this kid do this to you? And he was like, fair play. Drops the kid. He's been a much happier guy since. Because people like that, who don't respect you but just make your life feel shit and they'll bring you down yeah so drop them drop them get rid of them I'd, again I'd rather have three friends who respected us than a thousand friends who were little see you next Tuesdays you know what I mean yeah true like that's why I think me and uh, I think me and Yara have uh, some experience in it yeah in this field yeah we I had think a pretty, everybody uh, has I think it's just scary sometimes like I I think sometimes you can worry about what they could do, what they could say, how they could affect your other friendships. But then, again, if you drop somebody and other people drop you, did they really give a damn? Because they didn't ask you, they didn't talk, they didn't give you the time to explain. They've just took somebody else's side, so screw them, didn't need them. There's no yeah. point. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's the point. Yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. be blunt, Yara. Screw, screw, screw people who uh, shit people. <laughs> I don't know how to word it, but you know. Yeah, but what David says, like uh, we, uh, David and I, got like that kind of experience with uh, some. We had like a friend group in high school. Um, David and I were just best best friends when high school started already, and we yeah. got like in a group with another best friend. But there were like four other people, and yeah. The, why were there like it was just shit they were just not very nice and they were just always yeah get you down and stuff 
And when we got like, uh, uh, when we were done with our exams and going to study, uh, David and Yannick, that's the other friend, best friend, he like, they went out of the group. Yannick? Yannick, yes. Yannick people, shout out Yannick people. Melon. Yeah. Melon man. Melon. Yeah. Yeah, Jenik, um, like he dropped with David out of the group. And I, of course, go with them because they are my best friend. And it's so much better right now. Like we don't have like bad things to each other anymore. It's just very relaxed. It's, and it makes it a lot of happier. I, I remember this very specific thing that I'm, I'm not mad about anymore, but I'm still like, uh, how do you say it? amazed maybe uh there was this, this friend okay we were we were friends and then uh i i came in some trouble with my phone my phone was broken as fuck and then he was like oh i'm gonna buy a new phone he had like an iphone 6 and he was gonna like buy an iphone 8 I'm like oh you can have it you know and then uh, like uh, you can yeah, you can you can buy it from me it was so it was like 200 dollars uh, 200 euros i mean 200 euros for that iphone 6 and he just fucking scammed me. The 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 Wi-Fi thing was received was broken, Bluetooth was broken, 4G was broken. He scammed the <laughs> fuck out of me. And he damn he damn well knew. And he knew. And we were still friends after that. And I was I was so I was so pissed about that. How one of your friends, you know, how can you scam one of your friends for two hundred euros? Well that's the answer, they're not your friend. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, so, so he does that, they're not afraid. Why have them in your life? Why yeah. why have to stress and worry about and second guess some daft little twat, right? <laughs> when you yeah. could just invest your time into people who are good people, people... It's, that, it's one of those things, like I say, I come from a, a heavily religious background, but despite not really dealing with or necessarily believing in all that shit as I was taught it, there's a lot of good lessons, and one of the ones that I remember and I always live by is iron sharp and Zion. And it was said in regards to relationships and friendships. Um, if you hang about with sharp people, as in people who want to progress, people who are positive, people who are hardworking, people who uh, are generous, they're going to sharpen you to be sharp like them. You're going to become generous positive if you hang about with negative people blunt people aka wankers if you hang about with those kind of people you're going to end up negative down lazy that it's and i've seen it happen in my life when you start making friends with somebody when you've changed school or something and you realize hang on i'm hanging about with this person who's like this and look, luckily for me i've i've being able to see it and I've gone oh look they seem like nicer more positive people I'm going to gravitate away from that person and move over into that friendship group and um, even with day to day basis I can do that like if I start talking to somebody and they're getting us down even if they're my friend I love them to bits I'd be like right I'm going to move away from that today because it's going to make me feel shit and I yeah. think that's you've got, you've got to look out for that you've got to look out for people who are going to build you up and improve you and, and, and make you become a better person yourself um, and I think that's again with teaching in some ways I think a lot of people like to think oh look I'm, I mean I've fallen victim to this as well like if you see somebody especially when I was at school who's 
just been kicked in by the dad last night and they've got no friends and the, whatever, you think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go and be friendly to them. I'm going to be generous to them. I'm going to try and help them. But a lot of the time, I guess it's like that cup thing. If you've got a cup of water, you tip your water into somebody's glass who's empty, you're not as full as you were before. And you've got to get refilled up somewhere. Yeah. So I like to imagine in the world there's there's, a, there's enough water for everybody to be full the the part of the glass where it's supposed to be, right? And everybody's got this room. They don't need it, but it's there. If you want to put water in it, you can. You don't need it. Get a full glass. But some people have a bigger percent. Some people have that space full when they don't need it, and other people have an empty glass. If you've got that little bit to chuck over, go and chuck that bit that you've got spare. Put in somebody else's glass. But don't keep filling their glass up solely on your own because then yours is going to be empty. Yeah. So you need, you, need to, you need to have people in your life who invest into filling up your glass. So, but you've also got to be wise and sensible when your glass is overflowing or filled to the brim how much you can give without losing where you are or where you're at or, or who you are. I think that's a, an important, important thing that I've seen in my life. And I think, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think, I hope she doesn't massively mind. But I think something that's been with me and Storm, that I, I've, been, I've struggled, I'd say I've struggled with my mental health in lockdown more than I ever have before, massively. Yeah. And it's because um, we've both kind of been out of our own control, chucked into a situation where we've gone from having having a nice cushy setup to having everything taken away, like everything's gone. So uh, I had a good. If I'd stuck with teaching, I'd be fine now. I'd be fine, and I'd I'd probably have a bigger house. I'd probably build the extensions I was planning on building, and whatever. I'd I'd have a lot more things and, and whatever. I know I know I would, but. I feel like it's important to do what you love. So I changed, changed. In over three years, I built up a career and I was getting to the point where I was getting close to making my teacher's wage for a part-time teacher each month. And I was like, this is it, this is amazing. Then Corona hits, all my work is gone. No money, no income, nothing. Um, if it wasn't for a charity giving me a grant, um, I wouldn't have been able to survive one month um, because the government in our country took way too long to support people who were self-employed. Um, the annoying thing with Storm was she got made redundant from a job um, not long before Corona hit and was just going to start building up her own business. Um, but then Corona's hit, a business that she was going to do she can't really do, so she's having to try and adapt. And on top of that, um, she was wanting to try and find some sort of job, but it's hard to find a job right now because everybody's finding jobs and also she can't drive. So we kind of got chucked into it and I'm like, well, I can drive you. And she's like, yeah, but also if I'm working, you can't see your mom because your mom's extremely vulnerable and your mom needs you to help her because you're the only person who doesn't come into contact with other people to make sure she doesn't get corona because if she gets it, she's dead. Like it's, it's as simple as that kind of thing. Yeah. So... So we, we, we got forced into a, an awful position. Um, 
I can't remember why I was saying this. What was the? I was just yeah right okay so, so with, we in regards to, that whole cup idea, um, I feel like. It's reason it's been hard is because. We can only see each other, right? Really. Um, and when both of us are in a horrible place, in a negative place, and we're both struggling to succeed or struggling to do things, and, and, and what we were trying to push towards is gone, you end up both feeling negative, you end up both being negative and rubbing off on each other. And I'm sure Storm will say, I'd like this, I, I think I'm the most positive out of the two of us, naturally, like my natural disposition. And I was finding it so hard to try and encourage Storm and be, no, you can do this, no, you've got this. Because it, it drains you, I guess. But then I was also struggling myself, so that was draining me. And because I was, and then Storm, there'd be days where she, she could encourage us, but there'd also be days where she felt so crap. And it got to a point where I think we both just realised, like, fuck me, we're both bringing each other really, really quite down here because we're both negative and, and downtrodden as fuck because of our situation. And Twitch has been a big help with that because it's helped me feel like I'm progressing again. Not only that, it's literally provided for our, our, our food and, and, and shit like that from month to month recently. Um, and I think as well, Storm's finally starting to find her feet in, in, in what she is doing and, and stuff like that. Um, and we're coming through it, but it was just, it's that whole thing of the darkest time that I've probably hit, I would imagine, in my life is when there hasn't been an opportunity for me or the person I live with to get filled up from exterior sources. We're both being in tipping water between each other, but also draining because of our situation. So we've had about this much water in the glass, and we've been going, you have some, you know, you have some back. No, you won't have some. No, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's been difficult. That it's Mentally, it's not good. So definitely just shit on people like that. Say bye, guys. See you later, little twats. And <laughs> like you yeah. say, you feel better. And I know you, you can tell you're both lovely lads. Like you'll have your, uh, I bet he's got your back, Dave, and the other way around. But also, you need uh, other good friends, sometimes outside of your main friendship circle, who you can draw upon. Uh, that's what family's great for. Like, as long as you've got a good family structure, I guess. Like, my my mum. When, when when she realised how shit I was feeling, how down I was, she'd be phoning us up going, no, you can do, no, this, this, you can do this, no, how could we do, uh, pep, prep talk, is it pep talk? And I didn't know what Americans say. Uh, to try and get us back on my feet again. Um, uh, and that's, that's and that, that was invaluable. So make sure you've got those guys, got those people yeah. in your life who help keep you topped up. I think, uh, yeah, well, of course, Corona hit, uh, hit everybody hard. Some people different than other people. I mean, I, I didn't have any financial problems because, you know, I live with my parents. But I definitely, I definitely hit a mental block. You know, I was 
with my study and then suddenly I, I didn't went to school anymore yeah. so I was just at home uh, needed to do my homework I needed to do online classes and it just didn't work for me I, I think I think I have HDD I don't know right. if I said that correct in English but uh, it's not ADHD it's just ADD it's like oh yeah attention yeah. deficit disorder yeah yeah but yes. it's like it didn't really come out because i was on school and i was focusing and everybody what everybody was focusing but now i was alone at home sitting behind a computer nobody saw my face i saw only i, I only saw the teacher it was just and i think the ADD just came out it just it's like now i'm gonna i'm now i'm gonna block you you know from doing what you want to do so I had no focus, I had no motivation. I was stuck in a place. I didn't see my friends for a while. I didn't see uh, schoolmates. I didn't see no no one. I, I definitely got, you know, uh, I, want, I don't want to say I was depressed, but I definitely got down mm -hmm. and for a big bars. And I must say when I, of course, had my dates, <laughs> I had my dates with Yara and Janik, they, they, really, they really were like the, the brightest points in those times. Mm -hmm. but you know I, I I kept it all in I kept my struggles in I didn't tell anyone I didn't tell my mother I didn't tell Jenik and Yara later I did tell them but uh, I think in those times of needs you really need someone to you know uh, to tell your struggles to and yeah. you, don't, you don't you don't need them to be like oh well you should do this and this and this they, the only thing you want them to say is ah oh, that's fucked up and just like give you a pat on pat on the back, and just pour your heart out. In those times, I think it's incredibly important to have the people that will do that for you to listen to your story. To have those people close to you is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. I think. I think you hit on it there as well with the just saying it. Like, I think some sometimes for me, I can't work out. You can't find a solution to a problem if you don't know what the problem is. And I think sometimes if you don't verbalize something and say something, you never really realize or understand what it is that you're going through or what's affecting you. So I think sometimes, like you say, just having somebody who'll listen and help you think your thoughts through. I know Storm's going to be sick of me because every, every decision, I don't have ADD, I don't think, but I've definitely definitely got OCD. And so every every decision, even the littlest decisions, during lockdown have become way bigger deals like uh, even to the to the fact of deciding I need some blue sticky tape there are 10 rolls on Amazon I don't know which one to buy which one should I buy they're all the same price but some of them are a different shade of blue oh my god I can't cope like it, it's it's got to that point like it, it, at times with his and it's it's we it's weird, and like you say, lockdowns probably massively unearthed things that you can normally cope within day to day life when you've got a routine. Um, so I think having people who are patient to listen to you and they hear you out through, but also you being able to verbalise what you're feeling so that you can realise what it is to ad address it to come up with a solution or a plan. I think that's yeah I think I think you're right mate I think that's important very important so well done Yara you're a good friend mate 
Not to me, he's a little... Bit. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Jeez. <laughs> uh, no, but... Sorry, I don't like things being too serious for too long. You've got to brighten them up with a yeah, 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 comment afterwards. Yeah, but like, yeah, you, know? you guys had a lot of bad things in the corona lockdown, but I did not feel the corona lockdown that bad because my internship mm. was just... When the school work get closed, my internship started. I got a lot of people around yeah. at that because you cannot do my kind of uh, like job without people. That's why I got a yeah. lot of people around and it was just talking, making fun. And after that, I had vacation, just like normal, like the summer vacation. And it was just normal. It, we did not go to holiday, but that was the only difference. But who, do, who the fuck cares about that? Like if that's the only different thing. And then school started, mm -hmm. but I did start online, but also I started on school. I thought, oh, no, that's not even that bad. But I don't mm -hmm. feel you you guys like that kind of emotions because it's it. I I think I can work through it because I'm just have that kind of motivation maybe. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I can understand it. And I feel really bad about it because you guys are just really struggling with it. And I just don't feel that it, it doesn't feel right for, for, in my opinion, but for you guys say, oh no, 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 but it's just, no, it, I feel very sad for you guys because yeah, it's just not for me that hard. Yeah, but that's, the, that's again, it's understandable. Like there's factors of who you are and what works for you. So for example, David's saying, I, my attention's all over the place. So sitting and listening to somebody on a computer is really difficult. Well, you and I won't experience that aspect of this. So we, we, we get away with that one. Yeah. But you two don't experience the financial issues I have because you don't have a mortgage to pay. Yeah. But you're, uh, you're going, everything's fine, which it might be because your life might not change much at all. So I think that's the thing. I think I don't think it's a case of, oh, this person's got it worse and this person's struggling more and this person's... I think the change that it's made, if it's, if it's made a change to your life, you've got to adjust. You saying, for example, and there's some things I can adjust to. I think I could adjust to learning online fine because most of the time I want to teach myself where do I go. I go online. And I can sit and watch a video online. I'm, I'm cool. So that's, again, that's something specific to David that makes it hard for him. You're quite lucky then because maybe you losing your if you didn't have a job or school, that might be something you would struggle with. You, you, you don't know. so, and, and there might be things that you're struggling with you just don't realise yet, Yara. But I hope there isn't. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with some things, but that's only the past because there's family drama. But I don't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. You know, we don't have to, but imagine if you've got family drama and the only place you could go is in your house. You'd probably struggle a bit, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So then it's nice that you can go and see the cucumbers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's a good thing. And you shouldn't, I don't think you should feel bad for people. Like, I, I think that's the last thing people want is people to feel bad for them. I feel like, like I, I would, like I say, even with this, I wouldn't go tomorrow if you could tell me you were going to, your dad was going to come and build me a mansion and give me loads of money and, and, and give us a thousand gigs, right, and whatever, I, I wouldn't want to take it, it would feel wrong. So I don't think you should ever, 
I don't think feel sorry for people. I think understand, yeah. I understand shit, having a hard time. But yeah. you don't waste your time feeling sorry about us, mate. You've got to crack on with your own shit yeah, as well. But that's you know the problem mean? with me. I'm just, maybe, uh, yeah, that's just a problem with me. I. So there you're struggling. You're struggling with the fact that other people are struggling. Yeah. So don't you go around saying the corona's fine for you and nothing's <laughs> different because now you're having to worry about me and Davey and you wouldn't have been before. And now, instead of being the clear-minded Yara that you normally are, you're like, oh no, I must care for the poor people hmm, of, of, yeah. of, of, of the world who can't go to school or work. And that what I mean? Nah, do you worry? I, I know what you mean. I know really what you it's mean. It's nice that you care. I think that's lovely. That's beautiful. But don't f- fucking get stressed about it. No, I don't get stressed about it. That's, uh, I'm very happy about it. I'm not get stressed about that kind of stuff. Oh, that's good. I, I'm just like when people talk about it and stuff, then I think, my God, why are they at that kind of bad place? And me, it's not. I don't have that kind of sad feelings and stuff. Dave, Dave, we already know the answer. It's because Yara is this far ahead of all of the other students in this class. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yara, Yara's up here and we're all down here. And that's yeah, why yeah. he doesn't have to walk. That's why he doesn't have to. <laughs> that's why he doesn't have to feel like we feel and go through what we feel. Yeah, if, we, if we were... A young and handsome and intelligent like Yara. <laughs> if I was handsome and lovely, then I had a girlfriend, but I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, relatable, relatable. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm sure if I went over to the streams chat and had a look, there'd be a few girls chatting in there, Yara. I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, I think John said something like uh, everyone has different problems, you know. I have problems struggling with, you know, uh, focusing online lessons and John has his problems financially. But it, it made me think about something, you know, a lot of people, they, they see like how bad your life is as a, as a competition. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I mean, like, oh, no, I have it oh, worse yeah. because this and that. And, you know, but I don't think we should see uh, someone's life as a competition, you know, uh, like, oh, he has it worse. I don't think we should say it like he has it worse. Like he has it, like uh, he's, he has he has a, not a great time, but he also has not a great time. But I don't think we should compare situations because if you do compare situations and you and you come to the to to the conclusion of like he has the worst life there is, other people will be like, well, he has the worst, so I should be such a big pussy, and they will <laughs> they they will you know keep their feelings in and they will keep be be like okay. My life is not that bad, even though they they hoofed it, they have their struggles, and they should get uh, you know of course talk about them. So I think we should definitely should stop uh, seeing like our problems as competition, yeah. same as how great our life is. Uh, you know everyone wants to have the greatest life there is, and like ah I have the greatest life. No, no I have the greatest life. I think we should stop comparing these these things. I'm definitely. glad I don't know anybody like that. My God. Yeah, I'd be depressed. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, definitely. I have the greatest life. No, me. Imagine if you went out with two mates and they were doing that. I'd be like, shut the hell up, idiots, man. Who, who do you think you are? 
my god oh my god yeah that, bloody hell that should but again it's like yeah. you you can't do that david because how the hell do you define that because my yeah. what i want from life is different from what you want from life Definitely. so you can't you can't compare it it's it is stupid to compare it i think like there's, there's things that I'm always not going to be happy with in my life that I'm going to want to improve. There's always things I'm going to want to achieve. But things could always be a hell of a lot less. Like, I, I've struggled financially, but I still have a house to live in. Right? There's, there's always that silver lining. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think if there are people going around being competitive about no I'm worse than you I'm better than you there's always somebody worse and there's always somebody in a better position because there's go- always going to be somebody who is close to being where they want to be in life and there's always going to be somebody who's miles off being where they want to be in life and that's what it comes down to it's not it's not a fixable scale I feel like like my mum and dad's generation which is probably like your grandparents generation is like um, very much like that there's this idea of if you go to school and drop out, you're not as good as somebody who went to school and went to college. If you're somebody who went to school and went to college and then went to um, university, well, you're better than somebody who dropped out of college. But if somebody went to college, but then instead you went to a private school, oh, you're probably a better per- Like, there's, there's very much that sense. And if you've got a teacher, then you're better than somebody who works at a supermarket. And if you get a doctor, then you're better than... A- and if you're a, an aero fucking space engineer, whatever the hell it is, then and I feel like there's this a huge scale of people value themselves on their careers and where they were and, and what was going on. But is being an aerospace engineer a value to me in my life? No. So that isn't, it means nothing. If somebody goes around going, I'm better than you because I'm, I, can, I can build an aeroplane or a spaceship or whatever the hell, I'd be like, well, fair play. Like, if you think so, I, that's not what I want. It doesn't make you a better person. And I think that's, that's the only thing I think should be compared is who people are as people because yeah. that's where it comes down to. Um, if, if you want to be... The next uh, Boris Johnson, Yara. Uh, you know what I mean? He's got, he's got the same hair colour. If he wants to be the next Boris Johnson, right, and he doesn't reach that, he's going to be unhappy. But if yeah. he wants to be something else, and he can, and, and that's why I, I hate that saying, reach for, the, reach for the stars, and at the worst you'll reach the moon. Well, I didn't want the freaking moon. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit the rest of my life sat there going... I wanted them stars, and I've got this moon. How crap is yeah. this? I failed. Like it's it's such a stupid saying. It's it's basically going set your side tie and work really hard for something. You you probably won't gonna get it, but just be happy about it. That's what it comes across. To, I know that's not the sentiment, but that's how it comes across. It's much more better to get a realistic view of who you are, where you're at, and aim for something achievable something slightly out of reach because yeah. then it feels like an achievement and you're going to be happy when you get there so yeah if you know if you if you if you don't dream big you will never get big if you don't want the the things that you want in life you will never if you yeah how do you say it? if you want things in life but you don't think you'll get them you'll never get them 
you need you need to trust yourself that you'll be able to get those things that you desire so much. If Do you, you don't believe think, that, Lord? Is that? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's really it's really strange for me to say in English, to be honest. I know, but, I know, I know the saying. You're saying you're basically saying set set your goals high. Yeah. Because if you don't have a, a goal to work to that's high, you, you're not going to get anywhere near the place you want to be. It's a bit yeah. like if you want to go to the shops, if you sit in the house all day, you're not going to get to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, I, that's, I, I, that's like a realistic vision. If you want to go to the shop and you just sit and do nothing in the house, you're never going to get to the shop, are you? Yeah, definitely. So you, but you've got to put work in to get to the shop. Also, yeah, but also, you know, I, I said, of course, you know, you need to dream big, otherwise you will never be big. You also need to be realistic. So you need to find this this thing like, okay, I want to fuck the first alien that I'll ever see, you know? You want <laughs> to do really, what? <laughs> nothing. Okay. <laughs> you want to fuck the first <laughs> 18? No, alien. Oh. Wow, what the fuck? That's not realistic, okay? Let me explain it. That's not realistic. But if I want to be like, okay, um, I want to be a millionaire and I want to do this and that, you know, that's something that is possible. It, it is like, uh, it is, yeah, it's, it's possible. But if you want to like have an alien family or something, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not real real realistic, you know. So <laughs> that's my favorite example of the podcast so far. If, so if there's anything be... you take away today, guys, Dave wants to shag the first alien he sees. Nah. Can we clip that, please? Can we please Hell no. somebody clip that? Hell no. Dave literally went. I want to shag the first alien I see. <laughs> uh, please get get clipping. No. What is it? I didn't Shift. say it. I just say that. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know, where I wanted to go with this, you know, I don't think at the end of my life, if I am look like old and I lay in some old bed in a hospital, and I, I, I know that I didn't, because I, I, I want to fight for animal rights. I want to fight for animal, animal welfare, mm -hmm. and if I know in that point of time that uh, I didn't fight for, that I didn't fight with all my power for animal welfare, I couldn't be happy. You know, I, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. And even though we live in depressing times, especially for nature, uh, I, I still want to do it. I, See, I wanna... what you said there, I can get, back, I, I understand. Like, the thing about set your, set, your sights go, set your sights high, or you won't get there, I don't necessarily agree with because there are people I know who have got to high places doing fuck all. And I know I've had chances to get to high places doing very little based on who I know, what, um, who other people know, things like that. You can, you can ride waves and you can get places with very little effort. But what you've hit on there, what you said was, David, which I massively get behind is, there's a difference between what you said when you actually explained what you were saying you said you won't be happy if you don't put all of your energy into fighting for human rights, right? Again, that's scalable. And it's also, you're talking about the input, not the output. Yeah. I think people start worrying about the output and the dream of the output, the dream of having a million pounds. That's the output. It's not the input. 
And I think all you can ever do is work on your input. You can't control the output. That's true. So no. you saying, I won't be happy if I put, don't put all of my energy into animal rights, right? That means you can die and help zero animals, David. You might save one giraffe, right? But you, as long as you've put all of your energy in trying to, you've done yeah. what you set out to do. You've achieved your goal. The output might not have been... And that's why it's silly to get caught up in output. It's silly to go, when I get to 40 years old, I want to have eliminated animal cruelty from the world, right? Because that is an output, and you can't control that. You can influence it, and your hard work will go a long way towards influencing it. But it's not... You're going to feel so shit if you make that your life's work, and you hit 40 and you don't achieve it. And if you hit 50 and you still haven't achieved it, you're 10 years late. So I think it's a bad, it's not a good way to look at what results. It's good to think about the possible results, but the importance is what you hit upon there and the fact that you need to be knowing the input. So you want to work hard to, to, to help, with that, help animals out? Make sure you're going to do that. How are you going to do that? What does that look like? How do you make it? How, how do you give yourself towards that? And, and that's the focus. And if you make that the focus, you end up with small achievable goals. So you could go, how do I make people aware of animal cruelty? Well, how do I fix animal cruelty? I make people aware of it. How do I make people aware of it? I go on Wix right now and I make a bloody website, right? How do I get people to see that website? I post it on YouTube. I post it on Twitch. I tell my friends to share it. I text the link to my family. Straight away, you're not thinking about the million pounds that could come at the end of it, but you're currently putting all of your time and effort into saving animals and that's what you want to do yeah so do that have you got a website doing that hey, what have you got a, a website for this shit or not not yet no no no. not but, yet uh, right I'm, so I'm, so you're telling me i'm just saying i'm just saying from a, a an approach from what i'd say i've learned in life you you what you want to do is die knowing that you've spent Every every ounce of your energy trying to help animals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> start. Start. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, like you've even said, your school course isn't bloody helping. Your school course is telling you how you can maybe think about helping the animals, not let's help the animals. And I get yeah, you. Wouldn't be mint if you went to Yuri. They went, guys, we're here to help the animals. Let's do it. And in doing it, you're going to learn things and we're going to give you a degree to say, look, you've made a difference to the animals and you know what you're doing. But know the go, do you know the theories? <laughs> this person once said this about animal cruelty. <laughs> and it's, 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 it, doesn't, it doesn't have a... It, the, the, you're not inputting. You're just no. learning stuff. Yeah. So but that's what I was hitting at earlier. Find ways for you to start inputting and... Because you might die in a year's time. You're not going to, you're not going to, right? But you could yeah. die in a year's time. And you've told me if you don't spend every ounce of your living energy helping the animals, you're going to be pissed on your deathbed. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's kind of the problem with the school system, of course. You know, 
I don't blame the teachers. You've no, said it no, yourself. I'm, I'm not get your the teachers, no. get 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 on Wix now, right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But you know, I, I, I want to see a website by the end of this bloody podcast. <laughs> get it done. www.savetheanimals.deutschland. Get it done. <laughs> Deutschland. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right over but, there. Anyways, but you know. Uh, <laughs> For certain certain things, I, I would you know, wildlife. Wildlife is like my specialty, but uh, for these things to have like breeding programs for dying for dying races, uh, you know, you have these. You need to have these papers. I can't breed like this and that, and I can't keep this and that if I don't have these papers. And that's the that's the part. Yeah. That's yeah, the, I'm the, not the saying part. drop that behind you. You're right. You need for a lot of things. You need the papers. But also, do you know the? I I don't know the story, but I can pick up multiple stories of some of the world's most successful businessmen, men who don't have the papers. That's true, definitely. So you look at Richard Branson in the UK, owns Virgin, owns Virgin Media, Virgin Trains. He has gig venues, some of the biggest. He's got um, Virgin Holidays. He's got his own fleet of aircraft from it. He's got all this stuff. He has a record label, everything, and he is minted. He's got his own personal island, mate, right? And he dropped out of school. You've got Simon Cowell, right? Don't necessarily massively think the guy's a legend, but he dropped out of school. Like, you can go through so many people, even with athletes and things, who dropped, didn't get their papers, who have worked hard and built something up. I'd, I'd be interested to look into, you know, those people who plant the trees? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what their qualifications are. I wonder if they just got up one day and went, I'm going to start a website. I'm going to find out, how, and I'm going to start planting trees on, in my garden for every type of thing somebody does. And then they've done that, and then they've got funding, and then they've bought a bigger field, and then they've gone and they've... You, you, you don't know, they've just gone to some place, some open land and started planting trees. I'd be interested to see how that started. Because I know what you mean, if you want to go and work in a zoo and start looking after the animals and breeding the animals, you need those papers more than likely, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to work out at the same time. There's no harm in doing both. You have seasons in your life for doing different things. Yeah. But don't think that the other stuff can, has to stop you doing the stuff that you feel you should be doing. If you feel sat there, I, all, I, all I'm saying is I don't want you, David, to be sat there going, I want to help animals, I want to do something I can't right now. Right? Yeah. When you, you probably can. Like I say, even just doing a post on, making Instagram, it's just multiple ways. Make an Instagram where you put a post on telling people a fact or a piece of information about animals being mis mistreated or about a species who's involved and, and put a link to a charity that can go and support them at. Like, there's all sorts you could do. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> there's, there's all sorts you could do, son. And yeah, I, yeah, what you're saying is just really true. <laughs> But it's, it's, hard, it's hard, it's hard to motivate yourself. I'm not saying I'm great at this, I'm not. I, I'm more of a person who likes to try and think up things and then never does them. Um, 
<laughs> but I think it's just the realization, like if we're getting real, like if I if I want to make music, I sit here not writing songs. We talked about it earlier. I sit here. When did I last write a song properly? Last year, or earlier this year? And then and then I then I want my career to be making music. <laughs> I wonder why my career isn't making music. I wonder why my career isn't writing songs. It's not because I haven't got a paper saying this guy knows how to write songs. It's because I'm sat here not writing songs, not releasing songs, not showing people me songs, not pushing me songs. That's why. Yeah. Why, is, why is David not helping the animals? Because he's doing an education course and feels trapped and he's finding it difficult and it's demotivating him. But that doesn't mean he can't in his spare... Like this podcast, right? Great idea. You're, Dave, why don't you make a podcast about saving bloody animals? Yeah. Yara's got this one on his channel. You could, you could look on Twitch, find people who are animal activists and get them in and talk about it. So talk about how he's... Why not, man? Yeah. Like it's it's but you got you got a you don't need the paper anymore these days you don't I spent six years of my life sorry four years of my life to get a paper to say I can teach children and then I went to the job and I apparently I can teach guitar from my house with no qualifications because I know how to play guitar like it's it's like it's silly like the paper doesn't mean anything I. I know people who have no teaching qualification who teach for successful, for successful businesses. Not in schools, but they'll teach their skill. They'll teach people how to, um, how to play music or how to do art. They don't necessarily have to have a qualification. They've just got to be able to do it. Or they've gone out there and they've, they've started something. Now, why is Yara the cucumber king? Because he goes out and he does cucumbering, right? <laughs> Why don't you be the animal, the animal king? So just go out and do... No, don't go out and do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, maybe fuck. not. Oh, shit. Oh, my. No. I'm <laughs> Jesus. Took a wrong turn there. Well, it's just... It's, it's, it's food for thought. It's like... Don't sit feeling disheartened. You've told me your goal in life is... I'm just going on what you said. Your goal on life is to, to use all of your energy to save animals yeah. if that's true why isn't this podcast about saving the animals and that, that's you, you don't have to do it all the time you need to do other things but it's just the point of tomorrow night when this isn't happening what are you going to do to save the animals? Because you said you wanted to spend all your time and energy saving the animals. Okay, okay, damn. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'd do it as well. I could write a song. Do you know what i do? i sit and play video games. Yeah. If my goal is to be great at video games, I'm doing the right thing. But it's supposed to be to make music, so I should probably not play as many video games. I'm guilty. Hands up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what, what can I say? What can I say? But it's, it is, again, it's difficult at the minute because of corona. I want to open my home studio up as a studio and record people, but I can't have them round at the minute because of corona. 
So there's, yeah. there's limitations. I get that. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm speaking as if it's an ideal world here. And I feel like I'm picking on David. I'm going to go on. <laughs> you're right. I'm not. I'm not meaning to pick on you. I feel awful. I just. It's just. It's a. It's a fair point, mate, isn't it? Like it's doable. What what is your what is your safe what is your animal rights awareness website going to be called, David? <laughs> oh my god! Oh no my god. pressure. It's on your t-shirt. Yeah, it's no pressure. There's no pressure. Dot org. Dot Deutschland. No. Right? <laughs> it's Deutschland, Germany. Damn it! Hang on. Damn it! Ah, that's why it was confusing. <laughs> dot net. For Netherlands. Dot NL. NL. <laughs> <Netherlands>. <laughs> Dot null. Null, right? yeah. Yeah, more like that. No pressure on the animals. Dot null, right? Do you know what I mean? Do you make a free website on Wix and start sharing it and do a blog post every day about what all, all the awful things happening to the animals and how people can support it? And then get, pic- get pictures of Yara instead of... Ask him instead of looking after cucumbers if you look after like a puppy and take a picture of it and go there's so many puppies who need homes get in touch with this shelter if you want a puppy and you're out and be stood there with the puppy and everybody go look at that good looking pu- no way human let's help the puppies because of him and then uh, and then you've already made a difference David in your life's goal yeah already done it because there's going to be a puppy getting adopted from the shelter because yeah. of you Oh my god, what a motivation speech. Holy shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> you can start saving the animals. David. Yeah, right David. Now. It's yeah, it's more just like I think John is just more you need to do more like you need to think more about yourself. We all need to no, do no, more. I, we all like, do think more about yourself. Like what you what your goal in life and try to do it. And that's just what in my opinion what John's is saying. Part of it is get the papers. Because it sounds like you want to go into the zoos and things like that. Mm, yeah, I shouldn't go into the, the, the details of my uh, dreams, but yeah, I mean we're, we're running up to two hours now. Uh, more than two hours. <laughs> I want to know about it. Who wants to know about David's dreams? It's important for David to know his dreams and to visualize his dreams but, and to share his dreams because we can then keep him accountable and make sure that he's fulfilling his dreams. But uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but my mom wants me to come down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, wants, no. she wants to sleep. So oh, no, 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 no pressure, no pressure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we should slow it down. I mean, we have more than enough time to talk about this uh, on another day. Definitely. Oh, I'm sad it's over. I was a bit like, what's this podcast thing? And now I'm like, hey, is this <laughs> fun? <laughs> if you want, you can uh, it's, uh, be, it's, uh, be like more guests if you want. Like let's 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 get let's see. I want to save the animals now too. I'm not even sure. Yeah, right. I'll I'll learn you more about it. Okay. You should. I w- I want right. This is what's going to happen, everybody. Right. If you aren't if you aren't following Yara, what the hell are you not following Yara for? Because you're in his hey, channel. Excuse me. Right. But get on thrusts as well. Hey. Right. <laughs> and give him a follow too. Right. Because there's going to be a podcast way on there where he's going to oh, teach God. me and Yara about what we can do to help the animals. Yes, I agree. I okay. totally agree. And it's going to be it's going to be in the first month of next year, January at the latest. Oh god. I right? agree. So January 
right? January, we're going to do this animal special. And I'll even do some research, mate. We'll figure right. out how to save the animals, right? Holy shit. Yara, you gonna you up for yeah, that, Yara? Of course, it's my friend. Why not? You both are my best, like <laughs> best friends. You're, you're my English best friend. I will say, like, oh, that's a no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not a downgrade, but like, I know you, John. I don't know you like in person, person. Like, we never seen each other like in real life. But I think, yeah, you're like also one of my best friends because, yeah. You, you understand. Yeah. Oh, I love you too, Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, I, of course. Are you, is that cool? I'm not, I'm not, not pressuring something you don't want to do, am I, David? Wait, what? You cut out. I'm not pressuring you into something you don't want to do, am I, David? No, of course not. I, I, no. It's, I mean, you? you're forcing me to do something that's my passion. I mean, of course I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> you, you, don't, you want to do it, though, right? Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, good, you know, I, I, I've run into this problem... Uh, where I get into a subject that I that I passionate about, and people are like, "Okay, well, all right, good for you," you know, and, and they don't care. But uh, I mean, you definitely are interested. Wait, and, uh, wait, wait! You told me a lot about things about animals, and I listen to you, and yeah. I understand you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking Wait. about. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm not talking okay. About. I just okay. want. You are as being dumb. I just want to make <laughs> it clear. But I like. <laughs> Jenik is also a good yeah, friend, I'm, but Jenik doesn't listen about that kind of stuff. But oh, Jenik's also... being doxxed as well? No, but oh, wow. he, he also, also knows. He also fired. knows. This. He, yeah, but I'm, I'm also uh, talking about, you know, family and other things, you know, colleagues that are like, okay, slow, slow down. I was just making a joke and like, I'm not, like taking a rant about animal welfare <laughs> uh, yeah but it's a, it's a noble thing to be into and there's a lot, a lot of people in noble things so I mean what you need to decide though right as a final point there is do you want to have this podcast that you're apparently starting now even if it's just one is it going to be something you're going to have not, don't answer now have a think is it something you're going to want to stick to is it something that you're going to want to do on the regular is it going to do you want it to be separate from your thrust brand because if so, and, you, and you're into it, and it's something you're going to do, you can start thinking of what your brand, branding around the animal stuff is. Is it going to yeah. have a separate channel? Is it going to have a YouTube? Or is it going to be inst Where are you going to do it? How you is know? it going to work? Think, start <laughs> thinking about it. The, the, you've got all these things you can do. Just um, yeah. take your time, but think about it. I'm not, I'm not going to answer your question, but uh, definitely with the, the, the Twitch channel that I have, it's, I'm not like huge, definitely not. But if I do get huge, let's say I blow up and I, the next big gamer, I'm definitely gonna use my platform to yeah. educate. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use what I have to, to, do to, to stand for what I think is important. Yeah. And so yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll, def I'll definitely trust. If it becomes big, if it becomes a brand, it will stand for animal welfare. That's Brilliant. something. I like it's, that. I like you. Like, it's funny. I've not met. Like we've not spoke much. Like it's like hi in the chat like, here and there. And but it's just, nice uh, when you get to, to meet somebody and see what they're about. Even if it's just on video, I'm like this guy. This guy's a nice guy, and he's actually passionate about doing something good for the world. And I like him. He's cool. 
Can we all have? Thanks. I, I did that. Everybody hugs in the chat for David. <laughs> oh, he's cute. He's also available for marriage. <laughs> if anybody wants a, a lovely young man who's passionate about animals. Maybe you're a bit of an animal. <laughs> Thirsty oh, sausage. Maybe you're a bit of an animal, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe you need a man who can care for an animal. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> Sorry, Yara. Yara's never having his back. Yara's like, who is this kid, man? What's going on my channel? <laughs> oh god. Anyways, I think uh, I think we should let uh, Yara <laughs> close. <laughs> like, how do you say it? What? <laughs> round up the podcast. Yeah, I round, think you should uh, round, yeah, up, uh, round it up. <laughs> Sad. I, I enjoyed it so much today. Holy shit. John, you need to be more a guest. I mean it. It's just a n- nice talking to you. You are just a really good support in the podcast. Really good. And yeah, David, uh, what my plan is, make a website. Maybe you can put a podcast, like the podcast yeah. thing, on your website. Put it in your blogs and stuff. That's, that's a really it, good okay. idea. I, I like the idea from John really much. It's really good idea. But uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk more on the uh, on January. <laughs> on yeah. January, yeah. yes. You you take your time. Think about what you want, mate. Because it's got to be what you want. It's got to be a plan that works for you. I yeah. just like chucking ideas at people. It might be the wrong idea, but the point remains: if you want to do stuff, find out what you can do. Yeah. And and think about it. And then if by January you've got some ideas, then tell us about them. Promote them. You know what I mean. If you haven't, take your time. Maybe maybe it comes into fruition in 2022, maybe 2025. But put some, just put some time into figuring it out. Yeah. Easy peasy, man. No pressure. No pressure! No See? pressure. No pressure. Damn. Damn. Holy shit. Okay. Okay, Yara. <laughs> Round it up. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I will thank everybody for listening and watching the stream. And I will thank you, John, for being like a really great guest today. Thank you so much. Thank you. What do, do you want to say? Thank you for having us. <laughs> no. Thank you for forcing me to be here when I wanted to play video games and not do that, any work. That, that's no problem. <laughs> that's no problem. I can help you anytime. No <laughs> but yeah. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for helping. Also, David, I think. David has a lot of information from it. And uh, thank you, David. Also. <laughs> what? Like that. Thank you, David, for like being here. And uh, yeah, this was the Life Opinion podcast. And I hope everybody has a really nice day. And we will see you on next podcast. Bye-bye, people. Bye-bye.